Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now on Masachat Shabbat. Dafkuf Lamed Tet Amud Aleph near the top of the Amud. Um, and continuing right now with the uh, Agadot about the ultimate uh, forgetfulness, forgetting of Torah and the responsib- <coughs> responsibilities of the teachers. Tanya, Biosib and Elisha Omer, Imraita Dorshit Sarot Rabot Baotalav. You see a generation that has lots of troubles. Say of Dokba Dayane Israel. Check the Dayanim of that generation. Shakopur and Shabala, Lama Bayal Bishvil Dayane Israel. Any punishment comes because of the judges. Shinamar, we have a series of Psukim and Micha Gimel. Shimunazot Rashebet Yakov, Sidebet Israel. Here they're so leaders. Amitavim Ishpad, Kole Sharay Keshu, Banatsion, Bedamim, Vishalim, Avla. Rashebet. There's all sorts of corruption in the leadership and the judgment, taking bribes. And then they rely on God. They're evil people. But they're saying, God will take care of us. So correspond with the three bad things that they did. God brings three punishments. What are they? The will be plowed like a field. Yushalayim will be desolate. It's going to be like a forest. God will not re-establish His Shechina among Israel until all of the evil judges and uh, bailiffs and officers are gone, I'll get rid of all your dross and restore your shoftim. And the end of that is, of course, So Ula comments, That's how Yishlam is going to redeem. So one more piece about this. Amar Papa Ibatli Yehiri Batli Amgushe. If the uh, arrogant leaders among the Jewish people would be gone, then the Amgushe would not have a chance to control us, the uh, Zoroastrian wizards. Ibatli Dayani Batli Zirafti. If the bad Dayani would be gone, then the uh, bad cops of the uh, other people, the uh, uh, of the Parthians, would be gone. He badly here. He badly of Gushu. Why the Achtivus of Kovasigach? He badly Dayan. Badly Zirafti. What's the source for that? The Achtivus Sirah Noam Shvatayich Pina Oivayich. Right. I'm Rabbi Malai Mishuba Belazer Rabbi Shimon. My Achtivus Shavara Noam Atavu Shaim Shevet Moshlim. God has broken the staff. Of the evil one, they became a stick for their bailiffs who were had all sorts of evil agendas. What's that? Among the families of the Dayanim. They teach leadership to judges who are themselves ignorant. So now the same. Uh, ben Malai is brought in, quoting Reish Lakish. My dictive ki chapechem nagwalu vadam tzotechem avon sif baatzpaotechem baavon siftotechem dibushaker tzolchem avlat teget. Your hands are filled with sin, and your fingers with with uh, iniquity, and your lips speak evil. Ki chapechem nagwalu vadam tzad elu adayanim. Because they write with their fingers. 
These are like the uh, the, the advocates. These are the uh, litigants themselves who are lying. Everybody's lying. The same Rav Malai comes in with an unrelated piece, but his name is so uncommon that we collect all of his sayings here. From the minute that Yosef left his brothers until they were reunited, he did not taste wine. Why? So Yaakov's bracha to Yosef, and the word Nazir uh, there really refers to the crown, but the idea is that he's like a Nazir from his brothers, meaning he's separated from his brothers. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Hanina, they also didn't taste wine. That when they had their feast, just before he uh, hid the goblet in Binyamin's pack, or had it hid, it says they got drunk with him. Meaning that there was, he was, they were not drunk till then either. So Ramalai says, Yeah, they didn't get drunk, but they were, did drink. But he didn't taste any wine. That the reward for Aharon being so happy for Moshe's success was that Aharon himself uh, was able to wear the Choshen on his heart, that same heart that was happy for Moshe, uh, and that um, and that was, of course, the source of Kapara from Israel. If you recall, in the last podcast, we started the Agadah with the request of Rav Huna to send three things that he had taught in Rav's name. The third one was about Torah. So the same thing here. Shachu Lebene Bashkar Levi, the town of Bashkar, sent the message to Levi. Levi, as you recall, was a student of Rebbe, who after Rabbi Ephes was made Rosh Hashiva, and he was left outside, he went to Bavel. So he arrived in Bavel uh, somewhere in, uh, in the, the third or fourth decade of the third century. They asked him three questions. Kila Mahu, what's the deal with a canopy on Shabbat, our original topic? Kshuta Vacharma Mahu, what about planting vetch in a vineyard? Is that Kilaim? And Metbi Yom Tov Mahu, how do we deal with a corpse on Yom Tov? While the messenger came with the message, Levi died in the meantime. So Rashmuel turned to Rabbanasha and said, If you're wise enough, you send them the message. Okay, so his first answer was, We've looked at every possible angle of the canopy. We can't find any way to set it up on Shabbat that is permissible. Why didn't he send them Rabbanasha's solution, which is to have the rope tied on before Shabbat. The answer is Lefisha Inan B'nei Torah. People in that town are not B'nei Torah, and they won't understand the distinction, and they will come to permit even without the rope. Kshut Bacharma, what did he say? Ibuvya. That is Kilayim. Yishtok Rabbi Tarfon. Why did he not send them the message based on Rabbi Tarfon? That's part one. Rabbi Tarfon explicitly says that Vetch is not Kilayim in a Kerem. But so... Kaimalan, here's the deal. Bashkar is a chutzlarts. Kola mekabarts, halachakamot bechutzlarts. We have a general rule that whenever we have a machloket, and even though we may rule like this severe opinion in Eretz Yisrael, we adopt the lenient opinion for kilam and chutzlarts. So why didn't he tell them it's okay? The answer again is the fishay non b'nei Torah. Because they're not b'nei Torah and they won't understand the distinction, and one of them will come to Eretz Yisrael and they'll do it also. Machri's Rav. Rav would announce, Anybody who wants this, Mavel, of course, anybody who wants to plant vetch in their kerem, go ahead. 
Avraham Chasida Mangi but he would give Makot, evidently Makot Mardut, for doing that. So he found sort of a middle way. He paid a young, a, a, a child who was not Jewish, to plant it for him. So give that money to a Jewish child. The answer is out to the Misrach, because then the kid will learn bad things, and when he's older, he'll be planting uh, vetch in the carrot. So give it to an adult non-Jew. The answer is Israel, because then the next time he or somebody else will give it to an adult Jew. This way, it's so different that uh, it'll be recognized. Okay, third question was mate. Neither Jews nor non-Jews should be involved in working with a corpse on Yontif. Here we are in Chutzlaretz. <coughs> so even on second day Yontif, nobody should be involved. Any is that really true? Have you know Rashi that Tamar Asi? In Maon, which is not the Maon near Hebron, but evidently in the north, uh, there was a case that happened um, uh, when Yontif was either Friday or Sunday. We don't know if Yontif was Friday or Sunday. Evidently, the, the person died on the first of those two days. So it's going to be two whole days. They came and asked Rabbi Yochan, Let non-Jews take care of the body. Rava's psak in Bavel was that on the first day of Yom Tov, have non-Jews take care of him. On the second day of Yom Tov, Jews could take care of him. And even if it's the second day of Rosh Hashanah, we still allow him to take care of the... Uh, to take care of the mate, the Jews to take care of the mate, which is not the case of a beitza, because in the case of a beitza, if it's hatched on the first, on late on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, we still prohibit on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, unlike other two-day yontifs. And so why didn't he send in the message that it is mutar? The answer is, Lefishen and B'nai Torah, again, they're not B'nai Torah, and they won't understand the distinction. A person could put a canopy around him with its strips, its straps that come on it, and walk around Rishut Rabbim on Shabbat. Nothing to be concerned about. So, How is that any different than the Psak of Rav, that if you walk outside with a talit that's not properly tied, you're Chayav. Why are you Chayav? Because the strings, which are not serving the proper function, are now extra and you're carrying them. The answer is tzitzit legabe talit chashivi, because the tzitzit have their own independent significance, and you're considered carrying them. Velobatli, chani lochshivi obatli, but the straps of the canopy have no inherent and independent significance, and therefore they're bottled to the canopy, and you're not considered carrying them. Amarav baravuna, marim adam ha'onishmer piyom tov lidlot parimonim. You could play a trick. Let's say you want to set up a uh, a strainer on yom tov, which is what our whole parak started with. Uh, Rabbi Eliezer said, you may, but Chacham said, you may not. But you're allowed to strain with it. So you could play a trick and set it up as if you're going to put pomegranates in it. And then put dregs in it and pour water over it. Ravashi says, <coughs> yes, but you have to actually put the pomegranates in it for make the deception work. So, we have a rule on a cholamoid that you're allowed to set up mead on cholamoid only for the yontif, but not for later. 
אחד שחר דבורים, אחד שחר שצהרים, doesn't matter if it's date meat or barley meat, פי שיש להן ישן, מרים ויושת אבן החדש. By the way, even if you already have meat that's old, you can make meat that's new. So why don't you need to at least use some of the new one in order to justify it, like with the pomegranates? The answer is, Hatam Lamuchamilta. When somebody sees you uh, making me, they think it's for Yantif. So you don't need to do something to demonstrate that it's okay. Hachamuchamilta. But here, when you're setting up the strainer, it looks like you're doing a prohibited activity. So you've got to actively put the pomegranates in to demonstrate that it's permissible. Amulei Rabbanu Rashi. Chazimar Aitzvah Rabbanan. Ravuna Bala Bichion Shmei. Vamulei Ravuna Bala Bichalaman Shmei. So a student by that name. The Shakal brought the Tuma, Omanach Barzad the Dana. He wanted to strain some wine, so what did he do? He took a little st- uh, clove of garlic and he stuck it into the faucet or the tap of the barrel. I just want to put it in there, hide it in there. And that way it strains stuff out. And then he went and took a nap on a ferry. And then he went to the other side of the river because the Nanju took him over there and he was watching fruit, whatever he was doing. Yeah, I took a nap. In other words, he was using tricks. So the um, the Ravashi turned to them and said, "What are you bothered by? He's using trickery." The problem of doing something like that is drabbanon, meaning <coughs> he's technically okay. Going, taking a lying down on a boat that's uh, on the dock is okay. And if you happen to wake up and you're on the other side, what could you do about it? But we prohibit it to Rabbanon. But so Rabbanon, But remember, we do prohibit it to Rabbanon because we're afraid that you're going to then go around the law. But this guy's a Taman Chacham, so he understands the law, so there's no problem. Okay, next Mishnah. You're allowed to put water on top of dregs so that the water, uh, so that it uh, becomes clear. You're allowed to pour wine through garments. We found it through a basket. You're allowed to put an egg in a mustard sieve. We've seen that before. This particular drink of a nomlin you're allowed to make. He said on Shabbat you're allowed to make it in a cup, in a flask, and moed in a barrel. So it depends on how many orchim you have, how many guests you have, and how much you need. Okay, Amr Zairi. Notain Adam, Yain Salul, Maim Salul, and Tocham Ishmael Shabbat, you're allowed to put clear wine and clear water into the Mishmeret, because it's not accomplishing anything, it's already clear. Not if it's unclear, not if it's dirty, or murky. Shemgamliel says you could take a barrel, shake it up, and pour it all into a Mishmeret on Shabbat, with its dregs and everything else. Uh, he says, yeah, that's talking about when it's right near the wine press, it's fresh, and even after you pour it through, it's still not going to be in any great shape, which means you're not really accomplishing anything. Okay. So if you're going to open up a garment and use that for wine, you got to make sure that it doesn't sag, because then it's too much like an O.L. You're allowed to put it into a basket. Because normally, when you do this during the week, you'll pick up the inner kli and sift it, and the bottom kli will be a tefach below. This one you shouldn't pick up as much to be different. Amrav, hi Farunka. 
If you have a cover of a barrel, a palgate kuba shari, you let us stretch it over half. A kule kuba also, but not the whole thing, because then it's a strainer. Amar Papa alone had the kinish tsinata vapume de chuzani de chavita. You should not tighten the cover over uh, the, uh, the the tap on of a chavit. Because it looks like a strainer. In our papa's house, where there's lots of mead and lots of beer, what we would call beer, they would pour mead from one cleat to another. But aren't we concerned that there's drops at the end that they're going to deliberately sift out and strain? So the Vera Papa the answer is our papa was a wealthy man, and they didn't care about those last few drops, he ignored them. Okay, they did it in order to strain it out kind of naturally. Okay, they didn't need some sun in it. Tani Yaakov Korcha about the egg. The reason that they use this egg is simply for color. They want the color of the yolk. So it's not for food. Okay, eat mar chadal shalashom erev Shabbat. If you took mustard seed and mashed it on erev Shabbat, l'machar, what do you do the next day? Rab machob You can then mash it together with a kli, but not by hand. And the assumption being that hand is the normal way. Got to do with the shinui. So when they shmuel biyad, atukoyom machol biyad. Shmuel said, "What do you think? Every day we use a hand. Machol chamorimu. That's how you feed the donkey. You do it by hand. A person do it by kli. So Alam Shmuel Shmuel said the opposite. Machol biyad. Ve'ena machel b'kli." You can only use your hand and not a kli, so it should be different than a weekday. Eat marab, now go to Eretisrael, or Belazo Amar, Chazeva Chazeva Asur. Both kli and yad are Asur. Yochamar Chazeva Chazeva Mutar. Rabbi Yochanan took the opposite position, they're all Mutar. And Abayi Rabbi Dabri Tavayu and Allah Rabbi Yochanan. They rejected Rabbi Yochanan because it's not Mutar. Now, Kam Rabbi Yochanan, Chitatari Rabbi Lazar, then a curious thing happened. Rabbi Yochanan switched all the way over to Rabbi Lazar's position and said, it's all Asur. Rabbalazah then adopted Shmuel's middle position, saying only Bekli is Asur. And then they said, In other words, their position was, it's all Asur. We'll see something more about this. Abayi's mother herself, not his mother, but his nanny, made this mash on Shabbat. He wouldn't need it. Devitu de Zeiro, we've heard about her before, of Zeiro's wife. Barashi. Fchia Barashi was a student of Rav Zira. She made it for him, Veloachil. He refused to eat it. I made it for your Rebbe. And he ate. You're not going to eat it? Right? So he had a different position. I was in front of Ravina, and he mixed it with a piece of garlic. And it was in a very unusual way, and he ate it. He said, we reject all of this. That was mashed, kneaded on Erev Shabbat. You can use either one, which is like Rabbi Yochanan's earlier position. You could add honey in. Don't mix it in vigorously, but slightly. That's garden cress. If you smashed it before Shabbat, you can put oil or vinegar in it. You could then draw in mint. Again, don't mix it vigorously, but lightly. If you have garlic that you mixed on Erev Shabbat, the next day you could put beans into it. Again, you don't mix it vigorously, which is lightly. Again, you could put uh, amita, 
My Amita, what's Amita? Ninya. So it's no, no, that's, uh, mint. So you see that mint helps the taste of garden cress. Okay? The end of the Mishnah was Osin and Nomlin Shabbat. So tell me about an Osin. No one described Ain Osin Aluntit. So what are these? Aluntit. is Yain Dvashu Pilpalin. Wine, honey, and pepper. Mixed together. Aluntit, which, which is a drink. Aluntit, which is a different kind of drink, is Yain Yashan, old wine. Umayim Slin, clear water. Vafar Simon, which is balsam. Now, what's it done for? The Avdi, the Vemasuta, the Mekar. They use it to cool off after the bathhouse. So it's for Rafua, therefore you cannot make it on Shabbat. Rav Yosef, he tells a story. I went after Marukva into the bathhouse. When I came out, they gave us one cup of this kind of wine. And I felt it from the tip of my head to the, my toenails. I felt a tingling sensation. If the Ashkan Kosachrina, if they'd give me another cup, I'd be afraid that I was losing my schiot in the world to come. That's how tasty it was. every day, and you don't see him react that way. was different since he's used to it, so for him it's no big deal. Go pause at this point. We'll pick it up with the last podcast in this in this brief paragraph. Everybody should have a wonderful day.